Hi, Jojo. Welcome back from your cruise. How Hi. was it? It was good. Yeah. Didn't I? Always a bonus. Handy. You were saying before you went away about Jude believing that life insurance <laughs> meant the money was just in the box at the bottom of your wardrobe. Yep. Um, so obviously not that he was hoping you'd die either. But I I'm mean, he was quite hopeful. <laughs> I think Jude had already planned to go and buy toys. But I was actually thinking about this while I was away. Because we talked about it before I went, yeah. I was thinking, 250,000 is an arbitrary amount. It was yeah. kind of, at the time, I thought, I'll get 250, Michael will get 250. It's 500,000, it's enough to pay off the mortgages, plus a bit extra. But is it the right amount? Do you think it's more than you needed? Is that kind of, do you not value yourself very highly? Do you think you're worth <laughs> yeah. a quarter I know, of a million? I mean, so how much do you think it would cost Mike to replace you as a lump sum up front and then mm. ongoing? Oh, that's an interesting question, isn't how it? You, sure, how much are you worth? Sure. So Mike pushed you overboard? Yep. <laughs> After you showed him up doing the foxtrot? Hey, I was great at the foxtrot. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> So if yeah. you foxtrotted the plank, Mike's found a new dancing partner for the rest of the cruise. Yep, plausible Then again. come home, broke the news to the kids, mm -hmm. they're all upset. So that 250,000's paid out. So Mike would use that to pay off the mortgages. Yep. So then what would happen, because it's not just that lump sum, it's, it's the impact of you not being there, mm -hmm. bringing in income mm -hmm. to the family. And I would imagine he's gonna have to take some time off work just to get over the trauma of losing someone as amazing as me. And find a new dance partner. <laughs> find a new dance partner that needs to be replaced. I wonder how much they are. Cleaner, you'll need. Yes, you um, would need a cleaner. Cook. Cook, yeah. Someone to sort out the linen cupboard. I mean, <laughs> how much do people charge for that? But you know, I don't know how much it costs to go on to elite singles, you might know. <laughs> Expensive, you have to pay Bloody six expensive. <laughs> Do not recommend elite singles. Um, yeah, well, so it's free. You can just go on Tinder. You won't find a cleaner on Tinder. Will you not? I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think that's what they're there for. I've seen people with um, like rubber gloves on and stuff. Do they not clean? <laughs> Do they not? So you've got your 250 grand. Yep. How, how did you pick out? Were you Did you literally just pick it out with fresh air? Were you sat looking at different options? Did you look at the monthly cost of it and decide that 250 was a balance between, it seemed like a big number and also something that you could afford each month? I mean, I've had it for 15 years maybe right, now. Okay. The policy is quite old. I have two mortgages, so what I'll need to cover both mortgages is about, at the time, £200,000. Um, let us have um, a bit extra. You know, 50000 I thought will cover you know, little bits of anything that needs to be paid off or anything like that. So my protection cost is £8.95 a month. <laughs> um, so £8.95, which I've had for about 15 years for 250,000. Michael's, because he's a man and he'll probably die younger, is £11.95. So for £20, I got two lots of 250,000. Yep. Now what I did look at was just getting a joint amount for 250,000, which would mean that when one of us died, whichever the first person died, the 250 would pay out, which is fine. But that came out at about 18 pound a month. Right. And I thought for the sake of two pound a month extra, You've you could double it. essentially double the cover. Yeah, we've got yeah. double the cover. So Thanks. if either of us die, so actually, board. essentially, if I die, the money would go and pay off the mortgages and everything else. And then if subsequently, a week later, Michael dies, the kids are laughing because theirs is just pure profit, if you like. <laughs> um, whereas once over, they wouldn't have had that extra. Yeah. And I guess coming from where I came from, I don't think my mum, who died quite young, had life insurance. So I just think I wanted to protect 
the kids to have a lump sum for something if I yeah. died. And I, I'm very aware that I probably wouldn't have a lot of assets and things to give to them, certainly at that time. So I think I was 15 years ago, so, you know, I was about 10. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I was very young. So I think at that time I didn't know what the future would hold, but I wanted to make sure I was protected yeah. for the children. What I'm looking at now is, you know, I'm halfway through the term some point I'm going to have to renew it and I've got to be very aware that it's going to be more than £20 a month <laughs> Yes, yeah. because I'm older and I'm, you know, closer to death. So if you had to summarise life insurance and aliens come to the planet. Oh, I hate it when this alien comes and asks me questions about finance. <laughs> Doesn't he? He always pops down and goes, mm, Joe, what's okay. happening with life insurance? A shark's learned to speak. I mean, that's worse. <laughs> that is worse. Let's stick with the alien. Okay. Aliens come to the planet and said, I was just watching ITV and was talking about life insurance. Explain it to me in a sentence. Okay, so I pay every month to give me reassurance that when I die, there'll be no money worries for my family. Oh, now you're selling a benefit of it rather than a feature. You're not selling it to him. He just wants to know what it is. How does it work? So, I pay an amount every month yep. so that when I die, my family receives a sum of money. Yeah. People understand car insurance, don't they? You pay a monthly premium to mm -hmm. another company. So if something happens to your car, they give you the money to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Same with travel insurance, you're paying, a monthly, or you're paying an amount to a company so that you can get a lump sum back if you need it. So it's essentially just that, which mm -hmm. I think people are generally quite comfortable with, but don't seem as comfortable with life assurance. So I don't know if there's sort of misconceptions around it and what it Even is. Even that where you've just called it life assurance, yep. that's something that we do in financial services, but yep. people don't use outside of financial services, they'd say insurance. Insurance, Which yeah. means the same thing. And then we talk actually, about protection, which again means the same thing, but it's yeah. all different terminology around it, it can be yeah. quite confusing. Exactly. And then there's lots of different types of life assurance as well. There's, you can pay your monthly amount, mm -hmm. you can get a lump sum back, but you can do so many different things with that. You could get a monthly income. You could get monthly income, the amount that you get could increase each year, it could decrease each year to match your mortgage, you can pick the length of time, you could take it out for five years, you could take it out for 30 years and I think the concept of life insurance is very very simple, it's maybe once you get into the detail of it that it just throws people yeah. off a little bit and there's too many factors to it and maybe that's what kind of scares them off from taking it out, especially when we've talked about how cheap yours is to get that peace of mind of things mm -hmm. being dealt with if you die. <laughs> So you're halfway through the term, so you think mm -hmm. it's about 15 years, so you took out a 30-year yeah. term, yeah. but the policy that you took out meant that that £8.95 a month, that just stays £8.95 yes. a month for the whole of the 30 years. Yes. Um, so yes, in 15 years' time, when that runs out and you mm -hmm. have to do it again, then it's going to be written on your age at that point, which will yeah. be 30 years older than when you did, so yeah. £8.95 is not going to get you. And the way that policies that work in that, life insurance work, is that they calculate the risk of you dying in that term. Yeah. So when I took it out when I was, say, 20-something, <laughs> um, they looked at that and thought, well, actually, there's not a huge chance that you'll die in the next 30 years. You may not die by aside. the time. Yeah, foxtrotting off the plank aside. Um, that there's not much chance you'll die. So for the cost of £8 a month, that's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah. Now, when I go back and I'm going to be in my 50s, when I um, yeah. renew it, they're going to go, well, actually, in the next 25 years or however long I take it out for, there's a high chance she's going to die. Chance. So, you know, it's a high chance we're going to have to pay this money out. So, you know, we're going to charge her more for it. Yeah. It's a 
one of those things, isn't it? The, I always recommend to people to take out as young as possible over as long a term as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you secure the, the greater the rate. rate while yeah. Um, okay, so just back of a napkin, if I had a napkin, I've got a piece of paper. What, give Which me is, a lump. So you arguably better than a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> So we talked about your existing policy being 8.95 a month for yep. 250 grand. But I thought what I would do is check what it would cost you to get that same level of cover now, All right, based on your current age. Which of... shall not be discussed. <laughs> so the same the same policy, so 250,000 pounds, mm -hmm. continuing to be level, so it doesn't change, so it's 250. 30 years, so mm -hmm. the same term, but obviously 30 years starting now, mm -hmm. which would take you to <coughs> 90. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, when you took it out 15 years ago, it cost you £8.95. If you mm -hmm. took the same policy out now, how much do you think it would be per month? £43. Ooh. Lower. £33. Lower. £27. Lower. £24. Much lower. £9.32. Fifteen pound and six pence. I mean, we would have gone a while while. Well, yeah, that's pence. why I stopped. Fifteen pound and six pence. Yes, which sounds it is still really cheap, and I think that's the point. Yes, there has been inflation and you know decimalisation since you took yours out. <laughs> oh, wow. But it's still only fifteen pound a month to, at your age. I might take out another one. Just yeah, just why not? <laughs> <laughs> Mike at the funeral just yeah, did you know, making it rain. Give people Let's fifty pound notes to wipe the tears with. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's. But this is based on the fact that you've continued to be a non-smoker, Joe. Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. Non-smoker, <laughs> Joe. Um, <laughs> so that same cover, so fifteen pound mm -hmm. on a non-smoker basis. What would it be for that exact same policy if you were a smoker? Am I a pipe smoker? Can I be a pipe smoker? You can be so a whatever just... type of smoker you like, as long as it's think not pipe smokers are cooler. Um, well, I'm, it's going to be higher. Yes. For a start, I'm going to say twenty-five pound. Mm, a bit more. Thirty-two. Yep, pretty much the thirty-one pound wow. eighty-two. So yeah, it's double. almost double. Yeah, like mm. just pennies under double. Um, in fact, no, it's more than double. Yeah. <laughs> Bad maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost maths. double plus some. How much do you think it'd be a month for that same cover, but including critical illness? And I'm still a non-smoker. You're still a non-smoker. So this would be where it would pay out that same amount, £250,000. If you've got an illness... Let's go with a double again, so £32. Way more. £132? Closer, so £111. Crazy. But that's because uh, there is a crazy stat. There's something like 80% of people will get a critical illness at some point in their life because it's... It's often the thing that will kill mm -hmm. you anyway, like, you know, if it is cancer or a heart attack or something. Um, so the premium's so high because there's such a high probability of them paying out. Um, so one last one, just to reverse it then. So instead of thinking how much £250,000 would cost you, if you had a spare £30 a month mm -hmm. and you wanted to get as much life insurance as you could for £30 a month, um, how much do you think, how much life cover do you think you could get? Well, based on £15 gets 250 does 30 get 500000 It doesn't, it's not how it works. 750000 <laughs> No, no, other way you get less. 400000 So 360000 30 quid a month you could get £360,000 of life cover. There's no need to be greedy though, is there? There isn't, no. I don't need Mike loads of extra. Mike would just score nuts in He'd Vegas buy Vegas, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Coming back and he'd be I'm quite keen to keep talking about you and your circumstances because you know your policy, you know your term, you know your premium, you know your amount. I know I've got some life insurance. I have no idea what I've got, what level, what premium, where my policy documents are. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to put it on you. 
to oh, figure why it do, out. Why do I have to figure it out? Why, just, do, why are you aware of it now and not thinking, right, okay, I'm aware that I don't know where this policy is. Maybe I'll go and have a look for it. Well, because things are just online, aren't they? Being an email somewhere. I know I've got a... I know but I've got, I haven't got access to your email account. <laughs> there should be a, a software or something where when you die, something activates and it opens up. You know, you should be able to get into those documents for people. You wouldn't care if you're dead if somebody saw that you once made a spelling mistake. Oh, yeah, I, I would turn in my grave. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what would be great? I would like to have, so Joe's dead at that podcast.co.uk jo, yes. and then when you logged in, it would just be me dressed as like one of the Ghostbusters going boom. <laughs> Why as one of the Ghostbusters? Because you're actually busting right, yourself. You're the ghost. All right, okay, no, okay. So we just made just as a ghost boom. <laughs> um, yeah. I know I've got a life insurance and I think critical illness that covers my mortgage. I know I've got one very specific to my mortgage, and then I know I've got something else. Right. Oh, do I? Oh, oh maybe wow. I don't. Maybe I've just got the mortgage. Critical illness is a fun one. So critical illness is if in the term you have a very serious illness or heart attacks, cancer, that kind of thing, and it'll pay out on that. But I chose not to take that out. I don't have any critical illness cover just because it's much, much more expensive is, than yeah. life cover. And I, because I'm such a workaholic anyway, I think there's not many illnesses that would genuinely stop me from working Ooh, anyway. Well, you're just asking for trouble there. Don't oh, I know, yeah. That. I mean, touch wood, I don't, don't want to have fingers a, drop off. Um, is, that, is that a critical <laughs> illness to you? <laughs> leprosy. Yeah. Are you saying leprosy? Does that get covered I bet under leprosy critical is under the critical illness conditions. But so the, the thing Bible. with critical illness is you don't have to die, so you could get mm -hmm. cancer and you could recover from it. That policy would still pay out, even though I'm still mm. alive. Um, and that's it. the one that I need to have, because and then it would give me a chance to go through my emails and find the actual policy document. <laughs> so you need to have something and stay alive just long yes. enough to find your documents? Yes. Um, I don't want to die from a boring terminal illness. I do want to die from a shark attack or a serial killer. I've talked about this before. I want something interesting. I want an interesting death. So I knew that you wouldn't mind death by shark attack, but serial killer's a new one. What was your thinking um, with that? just I guess <laughs> your legacy that you leave for your children is sometimes more than just money so we're talking about having £50,000 <laughs> left yeah but actually wouldn't it be much more interesting if Lennon or Jude in the future can go and talk to somebody and say oh you know what do your mum and dad do and they say oh well my dad's a rock star my mum died by a serial killer you know be <laughs> <laughs> to have an interesting death is something, it's a legacy for your children, it's something interesting. They might be able to write a book on it, they might be able to make money from it, you know, they might get speaking Couldn't gigs, <laughs> I don't know. I just Couldn't there like be an interesting death that was something like, I don't know, you were... Any interesting any death. Any interesting. I just want something, you know, like on my gravestone to just say, oh, she never saw that shark coming. You know, just something <laughs> instead of born, taken too soon, taken too soon by a shark is... <laughs> And I wouldn't encourage. I'm not trying to die. You know, I'm not trying. Drinking not your finger, literally. a bit of blood in the water. Yeah. Um, what if then you got an illness which looked like it was going to be a boring old terminal illness? Mm -hmm. Would you then go into the water and pinprick the blood so that you could die by shark? Potentially. But <laughs> if I was to just get a boring, you know, long-term illness, which does allow you to at least sort your things. Out, which that would order. be, yeah, that would exactly be that. I could imagine me being laid in a hospital bed, um, absolutely at death star. Michael coming in and going, um, "What's the pin?" <laughs> so you know, I could see that all over. Who's the mortgage with? Yes, I'm sending this money to. Yep, literally, <laughs> exactly that. Pretty rich. You'd be dead, but you'd be pretty rich if you died. Uh, yeah, I Once think I'd actually, I'd probably be better off, or my family be better off dead. 
Do you think? No, no, sorry. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm the serial killer. No, my family would be better off if I were dead. If, if I were dead. dead, not if they were dead. They um, but be irrelevant. Would your family be better off if you died financially? Or if Mike died. Oh, well, that's harsh, isn't it? But yeah, if Mike died. <laughs> so he's because financially, so his benefits through work and everything will be higher. Plus, you're the organised ones. He'd actually know what to do with it. Compared yeah. to if you died, there'd possibly be less money paid out, and he'd blow it. Yeah, but who's going to put the screen wash in my car? <laughs> probably afford somebody to do that <laughs> for a quarter of a million. <laughs> oh, poor Mike! I've killed him off. Why do you think he'd struggle a little bit with the? the admin of life if you were the one that went first just because i do all of the budgeting um he a doesn't know even know i think who our mortgage is with he certainly doesn't know who the life insurance is with he wouldn't know who even the gas and electric are with bearing in mind he works for british gas <laughs> and our gas and electric is not with british gas oh that would throw him yeah it's like exactly a red that. herring <laughs> yeah he'd just be on the phone all the time saying well you know what's happening with my gas and electric and they'd be just you don't have any gas and electric still not as my So we've been talking a lot about how there are some financial decisions which are a bit awkward, they're emotional, a bit daunting, um, but we wanted to get out and speak to others in financial services to ask them how they can help people feel more confident with getting financial advice, how technology can help, but also that we just wanted to check that we weren't the only two people in finance who were a bit slack with our own life admin. Hi, I'm Rob Kingsbury um, and I run a company called KGR Media Services and we produce content uh, for people within the financial services market, producing magazines for people, newsletters, writing um, articles for people. What is the first thing that people ask you when they find out what you do? Uh, have you got any tips? To which I answer no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> no, that tends to happen. So one of the, the kind of myths, I guess, that we want to bust is that everybody in finance is... Um, very organised and has their act together and, you know, we all make very sensible decisions and, and, you know, the reality is you can work in financial services and still be just as behind the curve with getting yourself in order um, as people who aren't in finance. So Joel's a great example because um, little known, very unoften mentioned fact about Joel is that she hasn't got a will. (laughs) Uh, Rob, have you got a will? Actually, we saw a solicitor on Saturday. So he only <gasps> just got a will? To update my will. So oh, wow. <laughs> and also because he knew he was coming on the podcast and I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> Cathy, where are your life insurance documents? <laughs> so just as, um, you know, that was just the intro to my question. <laughs> the yeah. actual question. Um, have you got any examples of financial mistakes, um, either where you've made a mistake or where you're, you... If you hadn't updated your will, for example, something that you're just thinking, just because I work in finance doesn't mean I've got it all together. There's probably loads of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah because, it, and, it, and it's true, you know, you work in finance, you write about investments, you write about pensions, but, you know, it's much like the builder, isn't it? It goes out and builds things for other people and doesn't, you know, and then still a half-built house at home sort of thing. Yeah. You know, if people haven't got a will, I think they don't realise, you know, that actually what they want to do with what they're leaving behind might not happen. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. have to tell people what you want to happen with your assets. With yeah, and it's a good and point pension. that actually it will change over time as well. So you do need to kind of keep going back and reviewing it and updating it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we were revised. Okay, you should update it every five years, which may be a bit bit soon. Yeah, but, you know, we were thinking ten. But you know, as your circumstances change, as you have children, as you get married, it's just... ironic that you're too busy living to get around to doing your death admin, much as you will. Yes, you know, you live yeah. day to day, and then far too busy living to sort out your death. <laughs> I haven't got time to die. 
<laughs> so people, spend, people, spend, people spend hours and hours and hours choosing their holiday. Yes, yeah. And then like 10 minutes writing down what they want to put in their will. Uh, you know, yes. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've already booked two holidays this year and I haven't done yeah. a will. Yeah, in, yeah. In, I haven't you know, done a will. You some. could have sorted your will. So I said that we've, we've talked a lot about the, the stereotype of an advisor, that maybe people think, you know, they've got the image, it's their man, he's a certain age, he's in a grey suit. Um, they just think, you know, that's that's not somebody that appeals to me based on themselves and their demographic. And Joe and I have been talking about how that is changing massively. So what would you say financial services, what does the financial typical advisor look like in 2020 or what is it starting to look like? It's changing rapidly. We've got to the stage where the, the advisors who started, say, 20, 25 years ago, are now coming up to retirement. Yeah. And you've got a whole new, new group and of people And hopefully they have a good retirement in. plan in place themselves. <laughs> I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Um, yeah, so you've got a whole new group of younger people coming through. So you're getting investment into technology. There's a real you know, focus on what the client wants to get yeah. out of or the customer wants to get out of their plan. So there have been a lot of changes over the past sort of seven years or so. Um, which has all been really, really positive. So the demographic is changing. You've got all the younger people coming in. I think tech's something that sounds quite sexy and exciting and people resonate with that a little bit more. Like your banking apps that now help you round up your money um, and automatically slip it into savings. I mean, it's much easier to do stuff, stuff in your bank account now than it was, say, even 10 years ago, yeah. isn't it, really? You've got the pensions dashboard, which is being sort of... Um, gradually rolled out um, that's that should be in its final stages hopefully this year and we'll see that rolled out but obviously that will take a, a time to and, and just to explain what that is that's that's where um, all the pension providers will have to provide information so somebody can go and say okay what pensions do I have and where are they and that information will come from the pension providers um, so somebody can see how much they've got for their future um, Which I think is really that's important. really going to be important. Yeah. yeah, when people have moved jobs and they might have accumulated small pensions here and there and forgotten about them, forgot that they exist, have no idea of finding them, that it's one way that will hopefully help people not lose track of the pension yeah, and be able to put it all in one place. And it's still a very human industry, though, isn't it, finance? I think that the hope is that technology will take away some of the the clunky stuff and maybe some of the time intensive stuff but that ultimately individuals still want to just sit down with another human and and deal with them properly rather than it just all being automated i think because finance is such a personal thing there's a lack of trust of just doing everything online they very much want that comfort of talking to someone yeah i think we all advise i mean whatever we have, we're, we're talking about you know we want somebody to say to us oh yeah okay i can i can i've got a bit of expertise in that and i can i can and we were talking as well about the difference with financial advice and financial planning and actually even just being able to sit with somebody who can challenge you on your goals and get you thinking, you know, the, the things that you don't think about, what will happen when I retire, what will happen when I die. Actually, an app or an online piece of software isn't going to sit and challenge you and say, well, where do you want to live and what will you do with your time when you retire and actually get people to build those dreams that you can then hopefully achieve through good financial planning. If you know what you're doing, then you can go and use, use a piece of technology. Technology is a tool. Yeah. And that's all it is. We do all need help, Joe in particular. Whoa. <laughs> I was thinking, I bet Cathy doesn't know where her pensions are. <laughs> Down the back of the sofa, obviously. Obviously. You can't wait for the pensions dashboard. <laughs> um, so I have, I have made poor financial decisions despite being in finance. Um, but have you ever made any? I think everybody in finance has made a fun, bad financial <laughs> decision. I had a break in saving in a pension. That's probably the one. That's probably the worst financial decision oh, I've made. Yeah. Rock and roll, um, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after I got made redundant, I thought, all right, I need money to, to you know, to live on. So yeah. I stopped paying into a pension. Well, the, the pension stopped because it was I left the company with, I had a pension with, but I didn't take another one out straight away. Um, and that was in my thirties. 
So, you know, that was a key time to be saving. It's um, also, I guess, if you were with a financial advisor at the time who you were seeing regularly, they would have said, actually, you can afford to do this, this and this. Why don't you direct this here? And you probably wouldn't have had that break. You probably would have. Also, I hope it was a significant break and not just from a few weeks or something. Like, I hope you... Well, I want you to have made a stronger mistake. We want you to be worse. <laughs> significant enough that I regret it. Oh, right. Significant uh, enough that he's still working now and um, talking to us. <laughs> he could have retired 10 years ago when he was 23. Um, but that came out of my own ignorance because I wasn't in financial services at the time and didn't realise the, the, the significance of not saving for those yeah. two or three years. I'll work until I'm 87, it's next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Kish is old. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a question for you, Rob. Transformers, you know Transformers? The, I do. Thank you. Um, do you think they should have life insurance or car insurance? Oh, that's a good one. I know. Mm, I, I can't. The problem is, do you just have third-party insurance or do you have fully comprehensive? I mean, they're more likely to... If your arm gets knocked off, you really wouldn't put back on, don't you? Yeah, and really, they're not getting stolen, are they? So you're going to need fully comp. They're going to be crashing into other cars. Um, Although they probably wouldn't get, wouldn't get cover because they're just, you know, it's dangerous sports. This, yeah. Yeah, hazardous <laughs> pollution. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in and oh, talking you. with us. Um, do you want to do the back to the studio line for this one? Back to the studio. <laughs> oh, actually, it's supposed to be back to the show. Going to do the back to the show line. <sighs> Hang Hello, on, Cathy. I, I just passed by and I saw that this microphone is completely off. <laughs> do you want me to move? <laughs> oh. Has it been off the whole time? Have I said nothing of any interest? No, it's it's. It, it's got nothing to do with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so this is the front. So let's run it. Oh, I was talking you. into the side of it, that's why. Interestingly, with life insurance, you do see a lot of these plans on the telly. It's usually yeah. if you're off work for whatever reason during the week, so it's when old people watch TV, yeah. and it's over 50 plans, and if you're over 50, it's always really badly acted. If you're over 50, we'll give you some cover, no questions asked, so you just know it's going to be expensive because they're making assumptions about things, um, and you'll get a free pen. <laughs> so, yeah. Just £50 a month, and you get a free, free pen. pen. <laughs> Which, and they might sometimes even say, it's a Parker pen. My mum fell for that, so it was... I think that we were giving away... <laughs> this is oh, just typical no. of my mum. But I think they were giving away, like, a free tablet. So it wasn't an iPad, it was a mm. cheap version of an iPad, which actually, if you look on Amazon, mm. you can get them for about 20 quid anyway. And at the time, she was still a smoker. She stopped now. Um, so based on her age, I think they said, you know, premiums are as little as £20 a month. So she's gone, brilliant, I'll pay £20 a month, it'll give me a tablet, I can give that to one of the kids as a Christmas present, mm -hmm. and I get life cover as well. She, you know, she'd kind of sold herself in this way. And in reality, she's took out this life insurance. I think the amount that it would have paid out if she died was something like £2,500. It was next to nothing. The tablet was tart, absolute tart. And then she just did that classic thing of paying for it for a few months and then going, oh, yeah, this is just ridiculous. What am mm. I even getting from this and cancelling it? Ultimately, all they're selling is exactly what we've talked about, straightforward life insurance, but it's for people that are older, which we've talked about, the premiums are naturally higher. So rather than selling it like that, they're selling it as a, a, just the, just mm. focusing on the benefits rather than yeah. pay a premium and take out some life cover. But they're also playing on people's vulnerabilities and they're yeah. saying, you know, 
you don't want to have your children worrying about your funeral costs, yeah. which nobody yeah. does. I don't, I'd hate to think, actually. I mean, I joke about it, but I'd hate to think that somebody had to organise my funeral. It's a horrible situation. And stress it would about be good. paying for Stre it, yeah, which exactly is already such that. a traumatic It is. Imagine if you were just... There's a lot of people who, you know, young families and things who struggle. We struggled when we started. If I died 20 years ago or something, yeah, yeah. I don't know that anyone would have been able to afford a funeral for me. Yeah. And, the thought of them actually thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get a, this cheap coffin, not because she said she wanted a cheap coffin, but because that's all There's I could no afford. Option. You probably feel terrible for that. So I, think, I guess things. if people are thinking about life insurance and it's something that they, maybe they're aware, they know they haven't got any, they've, they've kind of come across mm. the concept of it, they've maybe seen the odd thing on TV. Um, but again, it's almost where do you where do you start? I mm -hmm. think what what people should be thinking about is even what you did 15 years ago before you know this podcast didn't exist 15 years ago. I don't think any podcast existed. True. It was still the wireless then, wasn't it? <laughs> but you even knew then to think about what your debts were, mm -hmm. potentially what they'd look like over the next few years, um, take out cover for more than that, really low premium, something that you know you could afford a nice long time frame. So if people just think about even. It's better to have something than nothing, isn't it? You could kind of tie yourself up in all the detail yeah. of, do I need this or do we need that? All these extra features. But actually, if if trying to decide the answer to all of those questions stops you from getting anything at all, mm -hmm. then it's completely counterintuitive. Even if you just go, you can go, I think I've mentioned like Money Supermarket, there's loads mm. of comparison websites in the same way that you would your travel insurance. Yeah. If nothing else, you went on one of them, put in your details, said I can afford £10 a month, it would say for £10 a month you could get hundred thousand pound two hundred thousand mm. pound whatever it might be um, and you could just do it and then you've just got that peace of mind and if at a later date your circumstances changed and maybe you got a financial advisor and you got more sophisticated advice and you had really specific cover that was tailored to your needs you can always cancel that policy then mm -hmm. but at least there's something instead of feeling yeah. so overwhelmed by it that you don't take I anything totally out. agree yeah, so when do you think people should start thinking about life insurance I, we've talked about it the earlier the better because it's cheaper if you're at home if you're at college or uni and you don't yet have any debts or any dependents or any mortgage then you don't really need any so that you know there's no point an expense for the sake of it but I think as soon as you kind of get financially independent then you should be thinking about it don't wait until you've got three kids and heavy mortgages around your neck actually just get something in place and like say you can always change it at a later date to kind of suit it and I think for the sake of 10 or 20 pound a month it's maybe what people would pay on um, takeaways or oh, easily, coffee even. Easily. Or, you know, if you're in London, a glass of wine. Yeah. So, <laughs> for the sake of being able to say, certainly if you've got a young family or if you've got debts and things, just yeah. that thought of it's one less thing to keep you up at night worrying Absolutely. about what would yeah. happen if I died. Yeah, definitely. And it's a horrible situation, but, you know, so's everything. <laughs> so's life. <laughs> you know, so's traffic jams. Things are horrible, but you have to face them sometimes and just deal with them. You've got to eat your frog. Ha, <laughs>
have you ever thought about what your famous last words would be? Yours would be, I told you I died at 92, Joe. I told you, I told you. <laughs> died peacefully in my sleep, right? Famous last uh, words? Avenge me. <laughs> Just for, you know, like when I'm dying from the shark. Just be shouting, avenge me. Like that.